Welcome to this week's edition of Debriefing the Law. I am Joel Oster. Chris Marone here. And Chris, it's good to see you are back from Turkey Day. Uh, before I go into my shenanigans over Turkey Day, how, how was your turkey? Uh, it was decent. My wife cooked it, so it was perfection. Absolute perfection. Best turkey I've ever had. Brined or no brined? I know full, we went full brine. Full brine. Full brine. Right. Smoke oven oil. No, we did it in a roaster. So in an oven out on my. We went and visited my mother in California, and so we did it on her back patio. We had a giant roaster and got it done. It was perfect. Okay. This was probably my second worst Thanksgiving of my mm. entire life. I love Thanksgiving. You got to understand, this is my oh, yeah. favorite holiday of the year. You got food, mm-hmm. you got football, mm-hmm. you got family. It is just like a win, win, win. You, I, I like the whole concept of let's right. take a day off to be thankful. I mean, what a great holiday. That being said, this is probably my second worst Thanksgiving. I only got out of bed once the entire day. I was puking my brains out. Uh, sickness, I guess, is the back amongst us. We've been somewhat spoiled, those of us who did not die from COVID. Uh, you know, we really haven't been sick right. the last three years, right? Yeah, yeah, we haven't yeah. been around people. Well, you know, we did things like use hand sanitizer and wear masks and didn't let people get all up in our faces and, and hug and do all that stuff. So, you know, transfer germs and whatnot. I guess I'm, I'm a hugger. I don't mind being yep. close, but you're right. For six, for three years there, we were staring, steering clear from people. And so, mm-hmm. hey, I didn't get sick for three years. And then all of a sudden, you're back Boom. amongst the living. Yep. I did my first live class in New Orleans about two and a half, three weeks ago. And yeah, surprise upon no surprise, I ended up getting sick right afterwards. Right. So, yep. so I, it happened there on Thanksgiving Day. I, I say I got out of bed once because I did manage to watch or at least follow my beloved KU Jayhawks in basketball. Aww. And yep. they won on an incredible last-second shot, an amazing yep. game. But so we got a lot to uncover because I know we both went to our families. We enjoyed some turkey. I am still eating my turkey leftovers because I am smart. First of all, I was sick on Thanksgiving, but then the we so we did Thanksgiving on Friday. Mm-hmm. I made two turkeys. I made one turkey specifically to eat as leftovers. Good for you, sir. Good for you. That is the joy of going out for Thanksgiving, like driving to someone else's house. I had zero leftovers, and I'm all about it, dude. You're insane. Yep. No, the leftovers is why you do Thanksgiving. Nope. No hard, no hard. I'm not the leftovers guy. That's just not my jam. My goodness, I don't even know what to say about that. Uh, you, you left me speechless. I yeah. have a podcast, and now I am speechless. I, 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 I mean, paid to just talk on and on. I'm just saying, like, we're we're pretty opposites on a lot of things here, Joel. This is just another thing on the list. Not leftovers, though? I'm not a leftovers guy. Nope. Nope. Hard no. No. I'm no, not, not a takeout me. guy. I don't take food home after restaurants. It's not my jam. I eat it all. I order and oh, I okay. eat. Okay, I there eat. you go. All that I order, I don't put, I don't make plates bigger than my stomach can hold. I just eat and I'm done. Okay, now, now it's now it's making sense. Now. That being I, said, I do overeat. <laughs> I overeat a lot. So I, you I don't do. believe in leftovers because there are no left or leftovers off of your plate. Now I get it. Now it is mm-hmm. making sense. Things are okay. That, that all right? I'm good. Yeah. Well, I actually made a turkey just for leftovers. Here's what you do, Chris. If you ever want to change the way you do things, okay, go ahead and and smoke some turkey, and then after you smoke your turkey, have your leftover rolls that you made for Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. and, and then hot barbecue sauce, not lukewarm, not room temperature, hot barbecue sauce, old smoked turkey in those bowl, and then a pickle on it. It is delicious. It is a great little Thanksgiving barbecue turkey slider. Amazing. Sounds delicious. Sounds yeah. delicious. All right. Well, uh, that being said, there are a couple of things we're going to do today here. Because we have a lot to unpack. There's a couple right. things that happened in the legal news over the last two weeks. So, yeah, last week we were off because, well, we were throwing up. Uh, but then also it was Thanksgiving, time yeah. to be with our families. Mm-hmm. So, but there were a couple things that happened. But so, I want to uncover, just unpack some th- things in the legal news. But also, Chris, this is now coming to the end of the year, which for it me is. means two things. One, it means football. Uh, we have a lot to unpack when it comes yeah. to college football playoffs. Gosh, yes. The NFL playoffs are also there, but you kind of the NFL playoffs now will take a playoffs will take a back seat to the college football playoffs because that comes first. But that being said, so we're going to talk about the, the CFP, 
But in my business, I teach continuing legal education classes for lawyers. Indeed. I know you do the same thing as well mm-hmm. uh, over down there in L- at ASU. And lawyers love to procrastinate. And so this is the end of the year. And so this is my busy season. So I'd like to come up with uh, the 10 craziest cases from this past year. And that's what I talk about in my classes. And so Chris, during this podcast, I want to get your take on what my Ooh. top 10 crazy case list is. All right. Love it. Let's first start off with uh, what is going on in the legal news. And I know your gal um, was in the news. She was. Were you buying some tickets for, uh, what is her name again? You know who I'm talking about. Ooh. Who's your favorite country singer? First off, you you know who she is. She needs no introduction. It is T-Swizzle. It is Tay-Tay. It's Taylor Swift. Love. What did you call second, her? Second love of my life. Second love what? of my life. Tay-Tay? Tay Tay, first right, off, I feel very judged right now. We came off of a thankful holiday, and now I feel very judged for my music choices. Do Dude, not, do the not first invoke one was the Holy accident. Swift. The first Renee one was... <laughs> was not an accident. You judge me, you judge me harshly because I love Taylor Swift. Well, the, that but that's valid. No, I'm saying the when I judge you for not liking leftovers, I was okay. judging you. But then I realized, oh, it's because there were no leftovers. Right. You earned your cred right back. Now I, okay. Okay, I'm digging okay. that. That makes sense. This one, you're not gonna be able to talk yourself out of this bag, dude. No, you're you're ta ta done. Nope, nope, nope. Taylor Swift. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. And there's a reason, and and the reason is my wife absolutely loves Taylor Swift, and as a good husband, I support her in all righteous things. And this is a very righteous thing to go spend close to $1,000 per seat on Taylor Swift tickets. Now, did you try to buy Taylor Swift tickets? I believe trying in, in like indicates that I may have failed at doing something. There is no try. I obtained Taylor whoa, Swift whoa. tickets. You got Taylor Swift tickets. I did get Taylor Swift tickets. Of course I did. How of many course. did you get? I got two. You're an idiot. I mean, you actually could have gotten, gotten four, four. tickets yeah. and retired but instead, you got to work the rest of your life because mm-hmm. you only thought to get two tickets. Right. I only thought to get the tickets for – well, in part of our code, at least in my experience, and that, that may not have been everybody else's experience, but part of my code is that it gave me a maximum number of tickets I could buy. I pre-registered okay. for two, but or I pre-registered, and they only allowed me to pre-register for two tickets. All right, so you, you were able to get your two tickets. You're probably not going to sell them because I assume you want to stay married. Mm, um, debatable now. With all the the prices and StubHub and all that jazz, I I have my wife and I have decided that maybe retirement is in our near future. Okay, there you go. Well, it's, it's one or the other. You know, yep. uh, either go listen to someone who can't actually stay on pitch, or or, or retire. Oh, have you heard her live? Joel, tis the season to be nice. There's a fat man in the North Pole. Specifically looking at lists right now of Naughty and Nice, and you're going to come out and slander Taylor Swift? Hey, I, I said her pitch is I bad. I didn't I say anything else that might rhyme with that word. I said I her pitch. I can't be here for this. Was bad. I'm, taking, I'm taking my earphones. I'm boycotting. I'm Dude, out. There's a reason why her albums are amazing, but her live performances <laughs> are somewhat less than desirable because they can't really adjust it up a half a module there in real time. Ooh, no but- auto-tune? Yeah, exactly. They, well, I think they can do amazing things there in the studio. But um, no, all right. So, so you, you got the tickets, and you're gonna go. But people had some rough time experiencing oh, trying horrible. to get their Taylor Swift tickets, and it became a huge. I think even Congress started talking mm-hmm. about this. So explain all of the the commotion, the legal. Why would Congress even care about the difficulty in getting oh. Taylor Swift tickets, even though? I know they're trying to probably to pander to the under 12 vote, but right. you know, besides that, why all the commotion? So the Ticketmaster, which was is the only game in town to buy tickets, monopolized the Taylor Swift tickets and was able or unable to meet the demand of fans that were jumping on because all of our codes got all of our codes. We all went to Ticketmaster, all nine million of us. Went to Ticketmaster at the same time, crashed their sites, huge problems, the whole nine yards. Ticketmaster couldn't do anything. And essentially, a lot of people, and look, I'm a millennial. Taylor Swift's first album came out in 2006. It was right when I was just after, um, or I was just starting law school. Was I starting law school? I don't know. She came out in 2006. I think I was starting law school or ending law school at that time. It's all very, very fuzzy time for me. Um, And so... 
she became a cultural icon for a lot of people in my generation. And so a lot of us now that we have money can actually afford going to these concerts. Um, and so Ticketmaster being the only game in town has a monopoly on tickets. And this is where Congress comes in because of antitrust laws and breaking up monopolies. Congress has tried to do this in the past, but now there's a lot of talk because a lot of Swifties as the fans are known are lawyers. And there's been a lot of discussion of the Swifty lawyers actually doing something about this problem because a lot of people did not get tickets that you know, were I on the all, pre-sale list. I am all behind that because I cannot stand Ticketmaster. Their fees Horrible. are outrageous. I and mean, when I try to buy a ticket and then you see the Ticketmaster price, like why are you charging this amount of money mm-hmm. just so that because I, I want to buy the ticket? Right. I mean, is this is not a convenience fee. I mean, they should be right. charging less because they don't have to have a ticket booth or somewhere, right. brick and mortar, where you walk up there and buy the ticket. This should be cheaper to buy things online, but it's an insanely nope. added on price. And so, yeah, and that's why you have the antitrust laws uh, history right. shown. Just like the idea to separate church from the faction of society that can throw you in jail, the whole church and state principle is they found right. to be someone of a good idea. Right. Also, it's a good idea that, or the break up monopolies, because right. whenever you get these big companies that monopolize stuff, here's a reality they're greedy and so they start to get lazy because they want to hoard in on all their money put Mm -hmm. less money into product development the products get crappier the service gets crappier prices go up why because it can there is no competition Mm -hmm. and so you know history shows that you like competition competition kind of refines fire right fire Mm -hmm. refines fire metal sharpens metal that kind of thing so they like to break up these monopolies well you know what Ticketmaster. Yeah, picked on the wrong person. Now that you picked on the Swifties, I expect a Swift action, and I I hope there's another ticket company in town here real soon. And they actually offer discounts when you buy things online because it's a heck of a lot cheaper than having a brick-and-mortar store. It really is. And it it kills me. I buy a lot of baseball tickets um, because the Diamondbacks suck so horribly bad that I can get tickets for 2 or $3 and get them in the lower decks and sit really well. The ticket's 2 or $3. The processing, the convenience, the upcharge, and now it's a $60 ticket. And I'm like, I know. No, I'm not. I can go to a scalper out in the front. You're now, Ticketmaster is now encouraging me to break the law to go see a baseball game. It's insane. It is insane. I do not like it. Burn I want to stop it. So, all right. Also, in legal news was this last couple of weeks, Elizabeth Holmes. Your uh, girl. Was sentenced to 11 years in jail for. Mm-hmm committing fake news there in the whole silicon valley area i have no idea mm-hmm. where she was all at and trying to yeah, get investors Stanford for area. her her um her business but nonetheless um, we've already talked about that a lot we're gonna talk about it more here in just a bit but she was sentenced to 11 years which i find i don't know chris am i sexist when i come out and say this is just wrong she has she was just pregnant and gave birth to a child. Shouldn't they give her a little bit of pass? Are we really going to throw her in jail? What good is this doing anyone by throwing Elizabeth Holmes in jail for 11 years? People who invest in these kind of businesses, they're smart, they're savvy, and they're greedy. That's why they're trying to buy into this. I don't know. I just feel it's, it's, for some reason this I'm sits put with in, me wrong. I'm going to put this in perspective real quick, like, in California, if you rape somebody the, under the age of 14, you get 10 years in prison. That's the maximum. Wow. If you, right. and that puts it, that was the perspective for me. She got 11 years for, for lying about money, but you can rape somebody under the age of 14 and get 10 years. Is it possible that she did take off a lot of powers that be because a lot of big wigs, right. like the Walton family, I forget right. some of the names of these other Whoa. groups that invested in her business idea, they lost a lot of money mm-hmm. and they wanted retribution? Right. Well, if you look at like Bernie Madoff's pyramid scheme, right, he didn't get in trouble because he lost a bunch of money. He got in trouble because he lost the wrong people's money. Ah. Like all the all the pension funds and all the the small mom and pop businesses that lost money on Enron early on, nobody cared. But is when he scammed the big companies and the big money and the big donors and the big people, that's when people started to close in on Enron and figure out what's going on. So if you scam the wrong rich person, you're going to go to jail. Well, great uh, comment there. All right, now I would like to move on to. 
our top 10 wacky case countdown. And Chris, mm-hmm. and I, we don't have time here to go over all these cases in depth or in detail. Yeah. But I want to just talk a little bit about them and get your idea on, on my top 10 uh, you know, cases from this last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, roughly last year. that Some of them would have bled into maybe a little bit more than a year ago. But nonetheless, right. let's start off here with number 10. Deshaun oh, Watson. Actually, no, not quite. Um, interesting story, though. No, this is the city of Parma, Ohio. Parma, okay. Ohio is just south of Cleveland. And apparently, I don't know why this person did this. I, maybe they were, it's hard living life as a Cleveland Browns fan. I don't know. But a local resident there in Parma, Ohio, decided to create a fake Facebook page for his local police department. Now, I, I don't know why you would choose to do that against your local police department. Because it's fun. I, th- I think so. You know, and it's parody. It's satire. You're maybe satire. trying to make a it. point, yeah. right? And so uh, now some people were allegedly confused about this fake site, mm-hmm. but I'm thinking, really, should you have been confused by this fake site? Because there are only six posts on this site. If you only have six posts on uh-huh. your police station website, yeah, that's a Mayberry uh, kind of material there. Nothing is going on in the town, just like nothing was going on ever there in Mayberry. Did you ever yep. watch this show? The Andy Griffith Show? Yeah, I the watched Andy it in Griffith syndication. Show. Syndication. Oh, man, amazing show. Great actors. I, I Great. loved it. Talk about going back to the good old days. Well, yeah. back to our Parma, a uh, city of Parma story. Uh, and oh, so also this site was allegedly again the people should have known better because there was no blue check mark right. on this site so you know it was not a legitimate site mm-hmm. chris you're from the uh, younger generation uh Ooh, thank you really the the blue check mark is the is the signal that the site is legitimate can yeah. you not do a deep fake of a blue check mark yeah you but you'd have to be really skilled like it, it would have to be like, well, or you could pay eight bucks at Twitter now, but that's a whole different story. To, um, but to actually put the blue check mark in with your name, you would have to be pretty skilled at coding or pay okay. somebody who was pretty skilled at coding uh, right. to do that. You, you and me couldn't do that. Average Tom, Dick and Harry could not do that. All right. I got you on that one. So this was a, a fake site and I think people should have been aware there was no blue check mark there on the Burr. site. There were no six posts and this was their motto on this <laughs> fake site. We, we know, know crime. crime. We know crime. <laughs> I like that. You know what? It's, it's a pun. I like puns. So I do uh, puns. we know crime. We know crime. I don't know. All right. Well, this is some of the posts they put on this uh, this parody site, if you will. An apology for failing to inform the public about an armed robbery of a Subway sandwich shot by a white man while requesting information to bring to justice an African-American woman who is loitering in front of the shop during the robbery. So... Yeah. yeah, you can see there is a little bit of a maybe a, an agenda there, a little bit of parity, a little satire there, well, making fun of the satire. police for satire. their misplaced priorities. Can mm-hmm. we say? Indeed. Uh, they had they had this one an announcement that the new police officers would be recruited based on a fifteen question multiple choice definition test, <coughs> followed by a hearing test, and that they strongly encourage minorities to not apply. So. Yeah, you're not going to see that on a Facebook page for the, the actual police department. But again, this is right. satire. Uh, and then they also had an update about a pedophile reform project oh that included a no means no station. So you can think of a little bit of a carnival uh, atmosphere. No means quizzes. no station filled with puzzles and quizzes. And promising <laughs> that anyone who made it through the stations would be removed from the sex offender registry and accepted as an honorary police officer. So, again, clearly a satire. Is this well, when Herschel Walker got his badge? Just curious. Just You know what? Um, I, I have no comment on that one. But Herschel yeah, Walker, Texas Ranger? We can do this. <laughs> okay, so this is all parody. Well, this I- yes. issue is qualified immunity here. Uh, should these police officers... So here's what happened. The police officers... We're not happy with this parody site. Not at all. Someone called to tattle on them. They conducted an efficient, effective, and immediate investigation, which took about a month. Mm -hmm. And they went to this person's house, whose name was Novak, uh, not Djokovic, a different Novak. And he they they confiscated his computer. They seized his computer, went into his house, uh, put him in handcuffs, arrested him, put him in jail Mm -hmm. for four days. For this parody site. Yes. Four days. 
loving it. Wow. So Ohio. It's uh, it's for lovers. It then goes to trial, and uh, he was he was acquitted at trial. He, uh, he had a First Amendment right to engage in satire. The issue is, okay, can you then sue the police officers for arresting him? Right. This is this is a bad arrest. It clearly is a yeah. bad arrest. And it wasn't like this is an immediate arrest where it's like you're in the heat of battle and bullets are flying, right. so you slap some handcuffs. Nope. No, this took a month for them it's to a- analyze the yeah. law and say, you know, we're going to go arrest the guy and put him four days in jail. Somebody's feelings got hurt, chief of police or whatever, and they needed to make sure that this guy – do you think this guy's going to put up another satire page? Probably not. Oh, uh, yeah. That's nope. not 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 unless this thing gets rectified. Right. And well, so, even if it gets rectified, he's going to be picked on by that small town police department for the rest of his life. Right. If, if the police officers get qualified immunity, now what does right. qualified immunity mean? This is what it means. Unless the law is clearly established, mm-hmm. then you, you can't really hold the police officers liable. Well, personally liable. These, yeah. It, what does it mean that a, a legal matter is clearly established? You know, mm. it's vague. It's, so it's super hard, right? These Courts are officers. reluctant to rule in favor of citizens on police uh, on qualified immunity because then it deter allegedly deters people from becoming police officers. And you can see how this could be applied in situations where the police officers have to think real fast, like in the heat right. of the moment, like bullets are flying, right? right. And you got to make a decision right then and there. Mm-hmm. This seems to be a one-off from that because this mm-hmm. one, they had a month to think about it and had right. people do and research plot. on this yeah. issue. And they, here, the, oh, the law should have been clearly I bet you they had like a war room set up with each one of like the six posts and there were like red yarn, like directed to like Novak's house. Like there was records from like cell towers and they're spending, I don't know, hundreds of thousands of taxpayer dollars because they got their feelings hurt over a joke. Well, what also made this case funny is um, this is going to the U.S. Supreme Court. So All the it's way. going to be one of our top 10 cases for next year as well. Right. Two groups came out to file an amicus brief on behalf of Novak. It would be The Onion. Greatest and- news source. Exactly. The Babylon Bee. And they both wrote Amicus Breeze that were absolutely mm-hmm. hilarious comedy material. You can download it for free. You yep. should have to pay ten ninety five for it. Because it is it is it is a comic book. Right. Uh, very hilarious stuff. You can go to our website and find it as well. Um because they they are funny Amicus Breeze. All right. There you go. Moving on. Now I would take a little bit too much time on that one, but some of these other <laughs> ones won't be near as fast. Number nine, we have, you already have mentioned, mm-hmm. Deshaun Watson. Sean, Sean. Which I have to say, I, I'm actually doing a, a CLA class. I'm preparing one right now for a, mm-hmm. for Cleveland, Ohio. And it just dawned on me, my Ohio. top two cases are picking on Cleveland, Ohio. Well, you know what's going, what this case is all about. Yeah. Um, 25 masseuses sued Deshaun mm-hmm. Watson saying, you know... You engage in inappropriate slash illegal sexual behavior in these massage mm-hmm. sessions. And so they sued him civilly. Two Texas grand juries did not indict him criminally for this, but they right. still, just because something is not criminal does not mean it's not a, someone can't be civilly liable to right. different burden of proof, standard mm-hmm. of proof. Well, this is even a much different standard of proof because now the NFL is going after Deshaun Watson saying, um, you know, maybe should he be punished for what he did? Now, I don't this know. Case, no, this case we, is interesting. Go on. I was going to say, you're about the cop, so I jump in a little bit on this one, is that, you know, Deshaun, a lot of allegations, not a lot of proof, um, but a lot of hurt feelings, a lot of PR issues, a lot of um, what does it look like, especially if Deshaun would have stayed in Houston with the team, probably wouldn't have been as big, but since he switched over to that mega contract with uh Cleveland, it put Cleveland right in the uh, crosshairs for that. And all the Cleveland, Ohio jokes that have come from this have been absolutely comedic gold. Um, Especially with the fact that the Masseuse's annual conference was in Cleveland this year, too. Like, you just, you couldn't, you couldn't script that even if you tried. But yeah, it was a lot of allegations and not a lot of proof. And so, one of the most, one of the interesting things about this case was this was probably the worst. Public statement by a lawyer in Mm -hmm. defense of his client that I've ever heard. Because if you remember, the lawyer for Deshaun Watson decided to go to the press and in defense of his client said, hey, no, look, we had these 25 lawsuits against him by these 25 masseuses. Well, you should know 
that there's actually another, I think, 40 masseuses that he has gone to, and they mm-hmm. all said that he acted like a gentleman. Yep. And he thought that was defending his client. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, everyone else was saying, uh, who has 40 masseuses? Come so, on. That's, there's a problem wait. right there. 27 plus 41. Homeboy's got almost 70 masseuses on speed dial? Hmm. I know. You know what? No. No. No, the fact that he's going around shopping masseuse services, I think that's pretty much all I need to know about this story. About Lonely Deshani. As you know, in that in this particular case, he was the the a federal judge, I think he was a retired federal judge, arbitrated Mm -hmm. this matter and said, Hey, look, NFL, because of your past practice and your policies. Mm You can only suspend him six weeks at most. Well, then yep. soon after that, they settled the case to 11 games, and he yep. is back this week, this week playing the Houston Texans. It's going to be a fun game. All right, number eight, we have oh, – we already talked about Elizabeth V. Or USB yep. Elizabeth Holmes talked a little bit about that one. Yep. You know what, Chris? I, I see a trend in a lot of these cases that are going to be on my top ten list. In fact, if you had one kind of theme for the, this last year in law – it would be fake news. And this one also is kind of fake news. She was trying to trumpet this this product, this Theranos product, and it was a bunch of fake news. Yeah. All right, number seven. Britney Spears conservatorship. What did that's you think about fake. this case? That's not fake news. That's not fake news. No. It was, I mean, the free Britney has been gaining momentum since 2000, I want to say 13 or 14. Um, did she have a breakdown? course she did we all watched it we all watched her shave her head on real time we've seen the video a thousand times did she need to be in a conservatorship for 15 years when you're watching like kanye west walk around doing the same mentally impossible stuff and not having that conversation like it was very like this is the year that that britney got free not to say she didn't then go out and start making some very questionable decisions on her social media but do, do, do you agree with that one? Do you, do you sometimes cringe when she all of a sudden loves to post nude pictures of herself nowadays? Is that does that bother you? It, it, as far as her career choices, because I'm not saying your morality. I'm just saying, right. is this good for your career choice? Uh, yeah, I don't. Maybe it is. Right? Maybe maybe you know, Britney Spears is is my age, so there there was a time where her appearance on screen elicited lustful thoughts. Um, and maybe she's trying to tap back into that market. All right. And so be it, right? We sell, you know, I'm, I'm not here to shame sex work because it's work. And if that's how she wants to do it, more power to her. Like, well, this is a fascinating legal story. And I guess maybe I've gone all different directions on this because at first I was just aghast that how in the world could there be conservator over her empire? She is a, yeah. She's she. I heard her on television. Just because she's crazy does shouldn't mean she can't make her own decisions, right? Right, and that that's what was so absurd about this. Mm-hmm. She, yeah, she's kind of off, but who isn't off a little bit? Well, right. someone could probably come and look at my life, start taking away my ability to make decisions. They should. I mean, it, it, it I'm Cornhuskers, come on, come on. Exactly. Questionable decisions there. Questionable decisions. Yeah, so I don't know. But uh, obviously that was the big issue. That conservatorship yeah. was blown up this last year. Yeah, it was. San Francisco v. Dormy the Dog. Now, this was not this last year. This actually goes back quite a bit. Uh, back about 100 years. Wow. And this is in your neck of the woods, San Francisco. Yeah. So I'm just kind of going back to the old days here. I just kind of throwing in one for old time's sake. This is where there was a string of murders throughout the uh, San Francisco area. Mm-hmm. Turns out uh, these were dead cats, and they put Dormy the dog on trial for murder. And uh, it was a big trial there, a celebrity trial there in the San Francisco area. Dormy was found innocent. And so Good. more on this. Yeah, I have no idea. Do, have you ever thought, what, what rights do animals have? None. They're chattel. They have no. So my wife and I do do a lot of work with dog rescues. So we we see this a lot, especially because we own pit bull breed dogs. So we see a lot of breed specific legislation, and we see a lot of these things. So, not speaking completely out of my my ears here, I have a little bit of that. Is dogs are chattel, cats are chattel, pets are chattel. You they have no they don't have the, any other rights than like your Studebaker or the KC helmet behind your head, like. They're, they are considered property of the owner. And the only time they're protected is when you are abusing that that chattel. So, so it has a little bit of right. A it little has some bit. rights. I mean, I yeah. can smash that helmet and 
outside of the state of Nebraska, no one's going to you know, punish me for it. Right. Right, right, right. So they do have some because they are a, a sentient being on some levels, according to the court, but they don't have much, right? Like okay. the Michael Vick dog, you know, trials that he went through, it was because of the number of dogs, not because of how he treated the dogs. Well, so treated was this... part of it, so. They actually held a trial back then. Right. Do you have any idea no. how that would be handled now if, if it was alleged that a certain dog was killing other animals? Mm-hmm. Um and, and so you're going to put the dog down. What rights right. would that dog owner have to say, no, my dog didn't do it? Would, would you, there be, do you have? You would have to bring in. Um, so the evidence would have to show instances of where that dog actually engaged in the um, destruction of the other animals and the murder of the other animals. It would have to either be witness testimony or uh, th- like every now, every everybody has a camera now, right? Everybody has their phone. There's ring cameras that capture everything, ATM cameras. The whole security camera, so people could see if your dog engaged in violent behavior. But there's always the the backup to my dog was attacked, and then that's right. you know self defense is a is a is a thing at law, right? And so it would actually be a, a trial of, you know, uh, he said he said, or you know this is the footage that we have of what's going on. So it'd be treated as anything else. It's. Um, and because the the owner, the individual, the Chris Marone, owns that chattel, I would be held liable for the the destruction of that property. All right, moving on now. Number five. Actually, I skipped number number five. This was the lawsuit this last. Year. This is a crazy lawsuit where this guy sued the train company for twenty five twenty two cents because he was shorted twenty two cents on his ticket that he bought to take a train from one location to another. This lawsuit took over 20 years to conclude. 20 years litigation over 22 cents. And yeah. so, hey, this year, this case actually was resolved. There you go. Love it. Love it. All get right. that. Use all that money. Use all the that la- court time, energy, and effort to get that. The last three cases I'll just mention quickly here because we yeah. we're running out of time here. We got Nick Sandman v. CNN involving defamation Mm -hmm. you have sarah palin v new york times involving defamation Mm -hmm. you have alex jones v different families of the whole 10 different um, sandy hook families versus alex jones yeah which resulted in a billion and a half dollars of jury verdicts uh Mm -hmm. involving defamation and it's my number one crazy case Depp v heard involving defamation so i get these last four cases i just kind of throw in there all together all verdicts kind of go one way or the other as far as mm-hmm. defamation. At what level of something do you have a right to say something? Right. At what level are you going to be held liable for it? Right. Is it just your opinion when it involves a public figure? Right. I don't know. Uh, and so the, and these are all interesting cases. All right. Any thoughts here before we move on to our courtroom quarterback segment? No, it was actually kind of fun to see. I said, no, I don't have a comment. And then I'm going to make a comment. That's how we do things in our world, right? Um, but yeah, there was a lot of defamation cases that were settled a lot of different ways this year around. So it's, it's interesting and the class should be a good one for people to attend. I almost wonder if the Supreme court shouldn't pick up this issue on what is defamation again. Cause I, I find it hard to justify these cases. Like you have Nick Sandman where they definitely, the media was sending a wrong message about what happened right. and the court dismissed that lawsuit saying, Nope, there's not a lawsuit there. Whether or not this person was blocking it's blocking is subjective. And so it's, right. a, it's actually an opinion and it's not defamation. Okay. And then you got Deb Fee heard. Where she was saying that he's a spouse abuser from, in her opinion. I right. You know what? No, I don't care if that's your opinion. You are communicating the message that he abused you and now he is unemployable. So you're held right. liable for that. What? How do, you, how do you fix these? How do you reconcile right. those two? Well, and then you have the Sarah Palin one, right? Where it was like clear evidence of defamation, but because her lawyers couldn't prove anything and Sarah Palin went and tanked herself on the stand. Like, not only did Sarah Palin lose her defamation suit, I can fully believe that that suit led to her loss in Alaska as well. Interesting. And so it's yeah. like taking that back up again. I don't understand the Sarah Palin. I dug into that again this week. I looked at the court's order on mm-hmm. that case. And, and the court, if you remember from the Sarah Palin lawsuit, they actually took the matter from the jury. So the court's going to decide this to say, yeah. hey, plaintiff, you didn't even present a case. You, right. you didn't even give any evidence whatsoever this jury could point to to say that yeah. the this editor for the New York Times knew that what he was saying was false. It's like, <laughs> hold on, time out. 
Yes, they did. Yes, she did. There was an email. And right. attached to this email was this article saying this is a lie. There was no connection between this shooter there in Arizona and, mm -hmm. and Sarah Palin's political committee that was debunked. He simply said, the editor said, oh, I didn't open that email. Oh, okay, that's convenient. You didn't open that email. It was right. sent to you. You right. should have reviewed it. Don't you normally review attachments to emails? But all, I mean, I'm saying all the right. But all the prosecution had to do was if he if that's his defense, you just subpoena his emails. That's all you do. You could go in there and Outlook and Gmail and Hotmail and whatever email program they all track when you open your emails. So right. like all Sarah Palin's attorneys had to do was go. Thank you for setting that trap. Here I have from your own subpoenaed records from Google or or Microsoft and said, it says you opened the email at 7.01 a.m. on Thursday, whatever. You just said to the court that you didn't open that email. Which one's lying so, here? So there was evidence that this attachment was sent. I don't know if they actually went to the forensic level of right. saying, hey, this is open or not open, but still, it's information enough that the jury could say, no, we think he opened it. We actually, we don't believe him. We, right. th it was sent to him. That's something concrete, more than just he said, she said. It's like, no, you actually did have this attachment. I don't know how that's going to uh, be dealt with on appeal because uh, you see yeah. all these different verdicts and cases. And the right. Alex Jones one, maybe you can toss aside. I, I don't know what's going to happen. Was just that one was just, definitely yeah. an issue where the lawyers messed up uh, on oh that one. Gosh, and there was a default it. judgment in the Alex Jones case. You remember that? Yeah, because they didn't file. Like, and the lawyers hung them out to dry. Like, absolutely. Hung, yes. It was beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Right. So at what level is the, is the Alex Jones more a matter of default judgment because the lawyers mm -hmm. and the client were being not cooperative. It's right. probably more the client than the lawyers. Right. At, you know, what level are they more responsible? But the underlying subject matter doesn't really mm -hmm. matter how outrageous it was. Right. Oh, well, again, these are all the issues. I think at some point the courts going to the Supreme Court's going to take up these cases right. and decide what is the future of, of uh, liable cases. I'm really surprised you don't have the Daryl Brooks trial on there with him representing himself for murder like that. That trial, I mean, that's not going to present any issues for appeal. It's never going to go to the Supreme Court. Like, it just was absolutely fascinating to American, like, layperson Americans. The number of conversations I had about Daryl Brooks this Thanksgiving was off the chart. All right. Well, you know what? Now it is time to <sighs> our public service announcement once again to the young kids. Talk about how bad a gambling is. But before we do our picks, let's talk a little sports now because it is time for our courtroom quarterback segment gosh gambling is so bad so what, what, what do you want to talk about we have a word the world of sports there's so much to unpack here when it comes to the cfp uh the college football playoff system right. i have so many different talking points on this but does any what what are your thoughts on the top four teams or, or the poll here in the cfp I mean, I'm not a huge fan that USC is there. I don't, you know, I don't feel like they floated around the top five close enough to for an, an Ohio State loss for USC to jump in there. But the narrative is right. You know, it's conference championships coming up. U, uh, USC is playing Utah for Pac-12 college championship. I think, you know, I think it, I think it's great to have them in there because an SEC team could have slid in there easily enough, and we could have been you know, pissing and moaning about that right now instead of having USC right. there. So I think I'm just going to be angry with the CFP no matter how it shakes out. Like, I just inherently don't like it in, in my soul. So Now, do you not like USC for some reason? Well, yeah, because I'm a Cal Bears fan. Okay, so, so I'm wondering if that plays into it more because USC actually has some quality wins this year. The Pac-12 well, is looking pretty good. They have the, a lot of ranked teams. First off, the Pac-12 is never looking good. Let's let's just put that like mm, mm, I'm I'm kiboshing that they may have good teams but we're never looking Oregon and Utah and USC and Utah, no yes no 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 Pac-12 is not looking good Pac-12 is absolute crap right now but um, USC has done decently this year I will give them that with their new coach right Lincoln's come on and done some good things and see he, he completely screwed the the uh, Oklahoma Sooners and came over. Um, to his giant mansion and helicopter and three houses and $65 trillion, you know, bonus pay. Um, so it's glad that he's performing at a paycheck level that Russell Wilson could only imagine. Um, but I just, I don't know. I'm not there with it with USC being in one of the top four teams after last year, them finishing not even in the top 20. Now I am going to just go off of my memory, but as I am talking off my memory, I'm actually going to look up here, the rankings 
in college football, just to kind of show you uh, what I'm saying. But I believe USC, as far as the ranked teams in the Pac-12, here you go, I got it right here now. Let's look at these ranked teams. You have Utah at number 11, Eh. right? Eh. Which, by the way, I guess Utah did beat USC. That's a whole other story. You have Oregon State. You have Oregon. You have... um, I guess that's it in the top of 25. Where, yeah. you, no, UCLA is there. So UCLA, Oregon, and Oregon State, and Washington. I forgot Washington. That's a lot of teams. Now, did, did USC play all of them? No. Or you, don't, they don't, you don't play everyone in Pac-12? Pac-12? Uh, I think they do, but I don't uh, – no, because they're – You know, I'm going to pull up their schedule right now. Um, because that is a lot of ranked teams that they would have had to play. All right, let's they, see who they played. They played uh, Oregon State. They beat Oregon State. They, they played, played Washington State. Beat Washington State. Lost to Utah. Yeah. They played UCLA. They also played Notre Dame as well. Right. Do you know how many ranked teams um, Ohio State beat? Like two. Yeah. Notre like, Dame like, like and Penn State. Nothing. Yeah. You know how many ranked teams Penn State beat, by the way? Everyone's talking, oh, Penn State is this amazing team. Top 10 team. Without looking at the records, do you know how many ranked teams Penn State beat? No. Zero. Zero. Zip. None. Nada. So I had this love affair with the Big Ten and the SEC. I mean, who these conferences aren't that good. The Pac-12 is doing good this year. The Big 12? Oh, they're doing amazing. Do you know who has the number one strength of record? So of all these teams we're talking about mm-hmm. coming into the, um, the, 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 the rankings here, which, which team has the number one strength of record? Nebraska Cornhuskers. Uh, that would be nice. No, TCU. <laughs> TCU, TCU yeah. the number one. They are undefeated. Yet the talk is if they lose this week, they might be kicked out of the college football playoffs. Right. Why? They just went to the toughest schedule of anyone, undefeated, unblemished, and you're talking about kicking them out because they lost in the conference championship game? Where is that talk about Michigan or about Georgia? No one's saying it. Because they don't think Michigan or Georgia is going to lose. They still think that TCU is a fluke. But why? They have beaten more teams, and they have beaten more ranked teams than these other other teams. Right, but it's historical. That's they're looking at historically. They're not looking at this season. Right. And we got to remember that the CFP doesn't look for the best team. They look for the most money. What's going to bring in the most money? Is TCU going to bring in the viewership and the most money, or is Michigan Ohio State again, or is Alabama Clemson right? These are or Auburn right? The 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 CFP isn't about who's actually the best. It's who's the best fundraiser. I think you nailed it on the head. It is about ratings. This is what's mm-hmm. driving this. That's why the SEC tends to get the benefit of the doubt. I do think that's why the Pac-12 should be given extra right. benefit. They bring in the West Coast. You want right. this to be a national playoff, not just a southeastern right. playoff. You want it to be a, a whole nation, national playoffs. Mm-hmm. And so I am. I, let's look at the top of four teams. You have uh, Georgia. No one is really contesting Georgia shouldn't be number one. They are undefeated. Yeah. They're blowing teams out. They had good quality wins. Yep. Uh, Georgia is going to be number one. Even if they lose, they're in. They're done. Yeah. Number good. two is Michigan. Again, right. I do have question as to the strength of Michigan's schedule. I think mm-hmm. Michigan should be ranked maybe below TCU. Right. No one's going to do that. But nonetheless, um, Michigan is definitely in at number two. No one's questioning that. Yep. I'm going to suggest at number three, TCU. If mm-hmm. they lose this week, they're a lock. They should be in. Right. Who's right, team, who are they playing in their conference championship? Kansas State, who's a top oh. 10 team. I think Kansas State actually could beat them. I think Kansas State yeah. is a better team. Here's the thing most people don't realize about Kansas State. They would be undefeated if they had started Howard at quarterback all year. All three of their losses are attributed to Adrian Martinez. As a Nebraska fan, I know all about Adrian Martinez. I love Adrian Martinez as a person. He's not a good no. quarterback. No, no. And, and earlier this year when they lost to TCU, they were actually up by like 28 points early on. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that game? I do. Kansas State had 28 or so lead over TCU, and then Howard went down with injury. Yeah. And that's when the comeback happened. Is when K-State was basically playing their third-string quarterback at that point in time. For sure, for sure. So I think TCU is in real trouble. I think Kansas State is an amazing team. 
uh, much better than their record indicates because, again, the whole quarterback change. Right. But nonetheless, I think TCU is a lock because their strength of schedule is the toughest in the nation. And I don't see the the, po- the people of the CFP who are doing these pickings, if they were intellectually honest with, with themselves, they cannot reward Ohio right. State, who yes, already has a loss, they totally or can. Alabama. They totally will. With two losses over TCU who got to play an extra game. Right. Does that make any sense to penalize TCU when these other two teams are sitting at home doing nothing? Makes no sense to me. Well, I agree that it makes no sense, but I also agree that they'll probably do it. Let's hope not. Let's oh, not. let's hope not. Yeah. All right. Not, yeah. So I am I'm excited about the um, yeah. the college football playoffs here. As long as it stays these top four teams, mm-hmm. I'm excited. And I will watch every second of every game. Yep. If you do throw Alabama in there, I am boycotting all games that Alabama For is sure. playing. For sure, man. And how is TCU only a 2.5 favorite over Kansas? Kansas State. I think it's because maybe some betters are realizing, oh, K-State actually is quite good. They're gonna, mm-hmm. If they're going to start Howard, it's a different team. That is an amazing yeah. team when you have Howard there quarterback. For sure. For sure. And so I, in fact, um, let's go ahead and go to my picks here. Yep. I have Kansas State plus the two and a half over TCU for the reasons I just mentioned. Howard is going to make all the difference in the world. <laughs> you disagree with that? No, I'm just shocked. I'm looking forward to it. I mean, I wasn't right. going to watch the game, but now I am. I think this is going to be awesome. You, you know why? You, you know why you should watch it? Here, here's the deal: Kleinman, uh-huh. K State's uh, coach. Yeah. I think he's probably the best coach in America. He's an amazing coach. Okay. He he realizes this team next year could win the national championship. K State look, yeah. they're going to yeah. be top five team next year for sure. I'll give you that. I will definitely. That writing is on the wall for sure. All right. Here are my other picks: uh, Buffalo over the Patriots. I know you picked this one as well, didn't you? And you picked Buffalo over the Patriots? Of course I did. Yeah, I just don't. I think Buffalo's ready to just pounce on someone. Do, uh, yeah, you get that feeling? Open it up. They're going to open up. Yeah. They really are. They're re- Yeah. They're, after the Turkey Bowl victory, they're really going to open it up and do as much as they can to be as good as they can for the rest of the season. Josh Allen's not having this anymore. Pittsburgh over Atlanta. I think Atlanta, the, the clock has now struck midnight. The Cinderella slippers needs to be returned. Whatever the metaphor you want to say. Yeah. Uh, Pittsburgh, it's the, it's their coach's time of year. This is when he shines. Yep. And it's I one point. Gonna, it's one yeah. point. It's a straight-up victory. Yep, they're winning that game outright. For sure. Giants over Washington. Giants would be a home dog in this situation. I like Ooh. taking the home dog. And I so I'm going to take the Giants. Right. Plus, these are two equally mashed teams. I Again, don't know why you pick yeah. one over the other. So why is the home team a dog by almost a, a field goal? It's part of anyway. life. It's part of life. Titans over Philly. You know what? I like this game because I think Titans beat Philly straight up. Oh. Now I'm going to take the points. But I like the Titans. I'm afraid okay. of the Titans. And, okay. and I think Philly is, is getting – they're also on borrowed time somewhat. Right. Though they're surprising me. <laughs> they seem to be playing better every week. Right. I don't know. I, I like the Titans in this game. I do, too. Uh, I do, too, but I still think I chose Philly, but I didn't actually bet bet on that game. All right. Raiders over the Chargers. This is a tough one. It's a, it's a pick em. Uh I just – I'm taking Chargers. Think... I'm taking the Chargers. I got to go with it. I got to go with how much I hate the Raiders. This is more personal than anything else. I just want to see them fail. I know. <laughs> this last pick is, is, is that way for me. It's, it's Sometimes oh, you make picks based upon your head. And then you're sometimes you make them based upon your 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 heart, and mm-hmm. this one is all heart. I want the Chiefs to beat the Bengals. Right. I'm afraid of the Bengals. Yeah. Well, you should be. I mean, this is going to be the closest to the AFC Championship game that we're going to see. Yes. Right. And so, um, it's going to be a great game. And I I don't know. I mean, but the Bengals are seven and four. Chiefs are nine and two. I mean, Mahomes just had a new baby, so he's got a new, a new lease on life. I think, I think the Chiefs could be a smart decision. Did you catch his name? Bronze. Bronze. Well, nice, no, his name third is Patrick. like yeah, Patrick Johannes Mahomes the third, and they're going to yep. call him Bronze because of third place. Which, wow, way to and, set that kid his, up. And his sister, his name is Sterling. Yep. Sterling and Bronze. Um, they thought yep. this thing through. That is like mm-hmm. a just like a, he hits on all cylinders as a quarterback. He's sitting on all cylinders when it comes to naming his kids. Right. He's a pun dad. He is a punny dad. All right. What, what do you want to say about your picks? All right. I mean, Bills. 
we're going to do this. Uh, Minnesota over the Jets. I mean, I've watched the implosion of the Jets, and they're sitting Zach Wilson this week, so I don't think they're going to have it together enough to beat this Minnesota team, which I think has been highly underrated this whole season. Um, and I've I've been on that. I've been bagging on the, the Vikings this season, so I can eat some crow with this one and say I was wrong. They're, they're putting up some good stuff, and so I think they're going to beat the Jets fairly easily. Chargers and Raiders, we had this discussion. Rams over Rams there, Joel, I believe. Uh, the Rams are only um, plus five. Oh, I put that in my text, Rams over the Rams. Um, <laughs> I was like, Mike, wait a minute, Joel. What do you mean Rams over Rams? Um, the I was going to let are... you explain that one. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, the Rams are plus seven favorites over um, – I've completely lost my train of thought right now. Seattle. Seattle. The Rams are playing Seattle. And though okay. though I think that the Rams are going to lose, I don't think they're going to lose by seven and a half points. The Rams are three and eight, I believe, right now, and Seattle's doing really well with Geno Smith. Um, but I don't think they're. I don't think the Rams are losing close games. They're not losing by by a ton. So I went with I went with the Rams. Denver plus eight and a half over Baltimore. Man, Baltimore has lost some quick ones out there. They've won some good ones. I mean. Russell Wilson's a dud. He completely is. He is. He's wow, completely a... dudded out this season. He is horrendous. You know, Broncos country. Um, I feel bad for you, but I don't think that Baltimore is going to be able to beat them by more than a touchdown. I think it, it might stay in that realm. Um, lastly, I'm picking Cleveland over Houston. I think Deshaun's got something to prove, and he's going to want to prove it out on the field. So I'm going to pick Cleveland over Houston. And then they're giving me 17 and a half points for UGA over LSU. I have to take that. I gotta take a UGA. You, like, to. you gotta take a UGA on that one. I mean, Come LSU on. is is no just chump. I mean, they no. actually beat Alabama as they a did good team as a true freshman team. And so, but UGA in the last game. Come on, UGA is gonna stomp them, stomp them all the way to to victory. All right, there you go. Thank you so much for your Perfect. picks, and let's go out and lose our money now, and have a great week. Let's watch some college football, and we'll see you next week. We'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, please give us a five-star review. We need your love to help us continue highlighting the funnier side of the law. I want to give a special shout-out to our Vice President of Operations, Wendy Oster, without whom this entire operation would be a complete and utter mess. Sean Wynn and 15.5 Features for making me sound way better than I actually do. Brooke Bolin for our marketing efforts. And Ryan Kuhn and Paul Kuhn of Tri. Plus City Marketing for our technical and computer support.